Hey, 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 we're back. Show number 11. I am Brad Grunny Grunberg, a.k.a. Snacks. Yeah, I don't know what they call me, but the real name is Eric the Fish Snyder, and they call me Raccoon Top. <laughs> Raccoon Top. Well, I got a new thing for you. I, I was thinking about you over the week. I don't know why. But, you know, you, you come up with this, this facocta story about how you got the name Fish, right? You say, oh, yeah, I, I was, uh, I love the water. I love surfing. No, I've never heard of a Jewish surfer in my life. Ever. Okay. You'll never be in the you don't you don't you don't go in the water because the, the minute you go in the water, that that that's it. Manhattan Beach, Venice, Zuma, Shark, the, the, the sirens go off. That, but first of all, racist guys I've never heard of. You are, I mean, kidding. On, this fish whole thing. No, you're you don't have to kid, buddy. We kid because we love. But here's the bottom line, okay? I'm looking at you, and you're not looking through a Coke bottle. You're looking through a fucking aquarium, okay? Look at those things, okay? Jacques Cousteau, okay? You're looking through the aquarium, and then you saw a fish right by your eye, and then you go, oh, my God, maybe I'll be Eric the Fish Schneider. So from now on, you're Jacques Cousteau looking through a fucking aquarium with those glasses. Jesus. I, I got a better one. You make fun of my glasses every show. It's getting kind of, you know. I got a better oh, one. I have more material. Call me the yeah, yeah. You do it. That's it. Yeah, that's why you're put off stage at the improv last week. You're still talking about fish. No. I am the incredible. Remember the movie with Don Nazi, Incredible Mr. Limpet. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, you know I, I'm a fish. I'm a fish. I want to be a fish. Um, we're the Fat Fish Podcast. We didn't say who we are, and we're episode eleven. We know who we are, but we're gonna bring in a guy right now that that is a technical wizard, and he can't get the fucking camera on. <laughs> on his phone or his computer so this is what he looked this is what he's going to look like well yeah. i got to see that's what happens so we're going to do this we're going to do that there and then okay. we're going to put a picture of the guy to show you what he looks like because he's actually in witness protection so okay there he is well i don't know that's, that's a that's a much better picture of me than my act john hyatt that's h-a-i-t how he spells it He's in the witness protection program right now for various reasons. So we're allowed licensing. We're allowed to show that picture, right, John? Yeah, you're allowed to show that picture. I give you permission. Permission. Not starting. Game. <laughs> oh, there it goes. There? Where, I, where I don't know what's going on, guys. I have no idea. But yeah, I, I, yeah, you didn't know what was going on when you woke up this morning. John, are you what? there? I'm are here. There? John, All right, well, I'm whatever, here. I, unless I put you in the middle, I can't get your picture up. So I got to take. This this smelly guy out. Take you out. Hi, that's fish. Guess what? I'm a surfer. I'm handsome. I'm the man. I don't even want us to do this show. But you know what? Guess what? I'll take a I'll take a couple of guests with me right here. We'll put this guy into the stream. Then we'll put that guy into the stream. And then what we'll do is hello guys, how are you? What we'll do Good. is we'll put that guy there. there. You still me, John Hyatt? I look great. Yeah. John, Can you hear me? John, why did, why, John, why don't you explain how that belt got around your neck there? Uh, where, did, where, where did that happen? Well, uh, I have worked in boxing for about the last 20 years, produced a TV show called In This Corner with James Smith, who was the host of the show. And uh, this, we did a lot of work with the WBC and became quite uh, friendly with the guys uh, there. And this was uh, one of their special belts they made for a Canelo fight. And we were having dinner over at the MGM. And uh, I was like, I need my belt. I'm the, I'm the chubby weight champion of the world. Give me, where's, my, where's my belt? And that, that, that was when that picture was taken. Where did you have dinner? Uh, I was at Wolfgang Puck's uh, restaurant there at MGM. Wow. Wow. Wolfgang. Who picked up the check? That's all I care. WBC, of course. That's Johnny. Way to go. Free meal. <laughs> Free meal. Jewish guy. I love it. Yeah, right. What did you produce? You don't do much. What did you produce on that show? Did you find uh, well, we did, we did. We've been on the air for 20 years, wow. still on the air. And uh, we have over 60 episodes, all one-on-one -on -one interviews with world champions. And they tell their life story. And most of the guys will get in the ring with Smitty and do an in-ring demonstration of the skills that made them champions. And uh, we've had everyone from Joe Frazier to Floyd Mayweather, Tyson Holyfield, 
wow. uh, Pacquiao, uh, Andre Ward, you name it. We've, we've, we've had all of them. And a, and a lot of great champions of the past who are no longer with us, like Joe Frazier. Oh, the greatest. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. What um, And where can people see this? Uh, this uh, uh, we're on, we are on NBC Sports California, which is available on DirecTV, Dish Network, all that kind of stuff. And then we're also on uh, a network called the America, uh, U2 America, and that is available on all Time Warner cable systems around the country. I saw one of your shows on Pornhub at about three in the morning. That was unbelievable. That, yeah, that was a that was an unedited version. <laughs> it's all about you in a strip club. Oh, it definitely it was definitely a short then. Yeah, very short and stubby. Uh, let <laughs> yeah. me ask you this question: uh, Me and Fish have talked. We, we've chopped this up. You are a strip club connoisseur. Uh, yes. of, of Las Vegas. A lot of the ladies who work in these clubs know you by first name. Is that true? That is true. I have been uh, around the strip club world here since I got here 29 years ago. Wow. Just a fluke. Just a fluke. Uh, I, I happen to have a meeting awesome. next door to Cheetah's <laughs> strip club. Fluke. <laughs> it was a fluke, a total fluke. And I met this guy <laughs> named Fred who was the head bartender at the time at Cheetah's. And there was nobody, there was hardly anybody in the club. We started talking. I hadn't, I hadn't even moved here yet. And he said, well, when you move to town, come in on, you know, like a Tuesday where when it's real slow, I've got a VHS of UNLV basketball highlights that we can watch at the strip club. I'm like, sounds good to me. So that was it. I started going to Cheetah's and, um, I hung out there for like 25 years. So, Fish, you have a story about cheetahs and John Hyatt. Is that true? Yeah, I met John. I met John in 1986, and I want to get into his basketball. You talk about producing. He produced the Lakers pregame show during the Kobe years and just some great oh, no, stories. The magic, the magic years. The magic magic years. Right. Like we go way back. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. That's right. Kobe came Jerry out. West years. The Jerry West years. This guy. Is Jerry West is Jerry West is GM. Yes. No, yeah. Jerry West is a player. You see, look at Hyatt, look at the hair. That's those are all plugs. And then no he has plugs. a lot of Botox. Lots of are you have Botox None. what? Twice a week? Twice a week? It, never. Never. <laughs> I'm all I'm 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 naturally sexy. Oh <laughs> wow. For how much when you pay the stripper? How much are you sexy? I get a, I get a discount because you know how does that work? Former former Jews don't pay retail. I know, but here's the thing. <laughs> I worked in a strip club for 15 years. Guys like you came in all the time. Are you like the buddies of the girls? Are you like that guy who goes to all their problems too? Yes. My friends call me the stripper messiah because oh. I'm always divining my wisdom upon the <laughs> the wayward strippers. Really? And I've been teaching my class stripper 101 for uh, probably 25 years. And, uh, <laughs> and they still don't get it. But I do, oh, they, I, I, you know, I do my best to point them in the right direction. I never spend any money in the club on the girls. I'm there. Oh, just my, my hangout. Just my you hangout. You don't spend any money on the girls, Pinocchio? What, no. are, you, what are you fucking no. talking about? Oh, you just no. sit there. You're the freeloader? Yeah. You don't buy drinks? I'm the freeloader. Yes, I am the freeloader. You, you don't buy chicken wings? Nothing. Zero. No, yeah, I, I'll buy drinks for the girls for sure. Yeah, but that's it. Oh, I'm right. not getting any dances or anything like that. You but I bring him? in a lot of customers. Fish, well, true. you believe it's him? True. Right. No, it's true. It's true. I, 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 I have, I got, I have I lots got, of references. I got two great stories about this kid. And uh, he's always been like a kid. I call people a kid, and I shouldn't. But I met this guy. You know, well, I'm not as old as you, you old bastard. <laughs> I know, but you were a baby when I first met you, when you came in the mom. But I knew true. you had what's called chutzpah. I knew you were one of these guys that was a go-getter. So I moved to Vegas. And he goes, Fish, you got to come to this place called uh, Cheetahs. You got to meet this guy, Fred. Fred looks exactly like Rod Stewart. He didn't tell you that. The yes. Rod Stewart hair, the place is, when I went in, the place is packed. And there's girls at the bar, and they're shoving their breasts in your face. And John's got three girls around him, like he's Elvis, right? And there's a couple of girls are trying to shove their breasts into me. And all I hear Fred talking to me, he goes, you know, I heard you're a bartender, right? I go, yeah. He goes, you know what, you know what, you know what else I do for a living? He goes, I train dogs. He's, getting, he's talking about training right. dogs. And I got these dog girls putting their breasts in my face. It was hilarious. Unfortunately, and, and now, 
guy, this guy got COVID a couple of years ago, Hyatt. And he's sending me pictures of all the girls that are bringing food to him from these strip clubs. I mean, I want, I wanted to go and catch COVID just to hang out with him by his pool because yeah. it, it was not, you remember that? Oh yeah. 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 We had, we had weekend, uh, get togethers during COVID where the girls would come over and hang out and we'd have uh, some catering uh, from one of the yeah. girls who was starting a catering business and she's this doing wanted, well with that. John's girls now. Gorgeous. <laughs> who is that? Who is that? Well, just one, of, is that one of my friends, one of my friends that, sure, one of your that friends, I've known for a friends. long time. What, what is her name? What is your stripper Frosty. name? Frosty. 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 Frosty is her name? Wow. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yes. You guys make a very and, uh, nice couple. And, and you know what they're always doing, Brad? They're always stripping because they're paying for their educations. They're going to college. Every single one nah, of them. No, oh, nah, no. So none many, of them. So many girls. Very few of them. People. Very few of them are, are going to college. I have I have run into a few, but, yeah, no, not, not, uh, not too many. Most of them are working to work. I got a very important question. So you're with your friends, quote unquote, and you, uh, mm -hmm. they, come, I guess, and they come back to your mansion. Uh, you have a mansion in, in, yeah, uh, right. in, in Vegas. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. You tell them all about you. They fall asleep. By the way, that's one of the rules of the mansion. No girls back to the house. Oh, no girl. Where do you, oh, so where do you take your friends? The only time, the only time we broke that rule was during COVID. Really? So get that uh, phone call. Uh, it's, it's probably frosty. Um, so, so let me ask you, so basically wherever you go, hotels, you know, you, you can go anywhere in town, Caesars, there's always a room, the Elvis yeah. suite over at the, the gateway, you know, they all, you know, you go anywhere when you take off your clothes. Okay. And they see that huge Torah between your legs. <laughs> what, what, what happens? Is it game over, game on? Yeah, no, what's going on? Well, that's the thing. See, it's a, it's a, I, I do it the right way. I, I always tell them how small it is. Then when I actually take it out, they're like, oh, that's not so bad. Wow. Yeah, see? I lower that's expectations bad, and over-deliver. I've got hope. Uh, yeah. You, you, so do you now, I, you're, you're a very handsome man. We don't know how old you are, you know, with the plugs and the Botox. Over 21. Over 21. Do you have to use the little blue pill? That's what no. we really want to know. The audience no. wants to know that. No, I have not. I've not had to yet. Uh, but <laughs> I'm ready if I. I'm ready if necessary. Are your your stock? Your boxes at home ready to go? Yeah, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or you know, in he'll just bag. go to you, Brad, if he needs any. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why, how long has it been since you dated? Like, what's the longest relationship you had with one of your <clears throat> friends? Well, I've had uh, two serious relationships uh, some years ago, and um, one was for four years and one was for about two and a half years. And uh, after the second one, I, I kind of made the decision that relationships uh, were not going to work for me, especially in the lifestyle that I live in. And, um, you know, I've been basically single ever since. You know, I have girls that I date on a regular basis or whatever. But no girlfriend that I'm exclusive to. Were those other two girls uh, friends from the establishment? Yes, frequent long time oh. friends, long time. Oh, I knew them for friends. for several years before we ever dated. Oh, one of those deals. Yeah. Oh, become friends first, and then later, yeah, reap yep. the benefits. Wow. Yep, and made sure that I got good reviews from their friends in the club. Oh. Oh, I like positive, that. So, a positive, positive Yelp reviews. That's good. That's very good. I like that. So are, when you're dating one of these girls, are you allowed to bring other friends home with? That's your... up to them. Oh, has that happened? That we're has full, happened. We're a full. Usually on their, on their, on their uh, doing, not mine. Well, I got one. We got one question from one of our viewers. Um, is are, are do they call you the rifleman because you can reload right away? No, 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 no. I'm the Hebrew hammer, and you can oh, see yeah. the hammer is cocked in that picture. <laughs> wow. Do you sing uh part of your bar mitzvah to them while you're making love? I did not have a bar mitzvah. I, I knew I was an atheist from a young age. Wow, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. 
No bar mitzvah. I was the only oh. the only kid in Scarsdale that didn't have a bar mitzvah. So you're a Jew. You're a Jew when you need to be for work and stuff. Uh, not even. I mean, I guess uh, I worked. I worked in show business, so that would be you know being right. in show business. I guess that's kind of a, a, an advantage. I understand. I understand. Wow, this is very fascinating. So uh, let me ask you this last question. When you brought some of these friends show, home, don't let me talk, Brad. Just take the whole show. Over. Yeah, he's Let's just he's just question. fascinated with yeah, my yeah, with my love life. I'm fascinated by this man's lifestyle. Here's here's my my question. I'm serious. I'm kidding. You, no, you, Mr. John Hyatt, with your lifestyle. Yes. Uh, you know, you, you're from New Jersey. You got a great family. When you bring, New York, don't insult me. New oh, York. New York. I'm sorry. You're from New York. How dare you? New York City, the Big Apple. <laughs> when you bring these wonderful friends home to family functions, what do they say to you? Well, it's been 20 years since I brought any of them home for a family function. Oh, you don't so, really, oh, you don't share, you don't introduce no, no. them to your family? And no, family. no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm totally under the radar. What kind of question is that? I don't know. He's got a Jewish family. He's going to bring one of these Jezebels. I brought my I, I, fish. Frosty home. Then dad fish. gets up. His, his hold dad. On, hold on. I brought my parents two cheetahs years and years ago. They had never been in a strip club before, and I brought them to cheetahs because I, I worked for the company for two oh years. I brought them there so they could see for themselves what their crazy son was uh, involved in. And uh, they were mildly shocked. Yeah. <laughs> wait, what do you mean you, you worked for Cheetahs for two years? I worked for, uh, they had another club that, that I was a manager for for two years, 20 years yes. ago. Wait, so you were a strip club manager also? Yes. yes. In addition to the boxing? This was before the boxing show started. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right, right, before, right before I started to get back into TV, I yeah. They needed some help at, at the worst club that they had. And I volunteered to do it. And I did it for two years. And the club was closing and it, and it closed. And everyone assumed that I would swing over to Cheetah's, the good club. And I said I wasn't interested. And that was the end of my strip club career. Yeah. And who represented you in that deal? Lee Steinberg? Uh, who, who represented yeah. you? Ah. Yeah, back in the day, Lee was the man. Wow, this is fascinating. So right now you have a girlfriend and you're happy no, retired. No girlfriend. You're, no, you, no girlfriend. Oh, sorry, girl, you're dating. Are you retired? No, I'm not even dating. I'm just, you know, I'm a total free agent. Oh. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like the Shohei Otani of the of the Spearmint <laughs> Rhino, <laughs> the ultimate free agent. I, I I've gone to many strip clubs in Vegas. Why is the Spearmint Rhino the best of the best in your opinion? Uh, Many reasons. Uh, it's just um, the staff is great. They know how to treat their customers well. Uh, they run an upscale uh, establishment. They're they're not trying to rip people off like some of these other clubs uh, are known to do, especially with um, tourists who are naive to the to the strip club business and you know can get taken advantage of very easily. Uh, the Rhino caters to everybody equally. There's a lot of celebrities and athletes that come that you would never even know would set foot in the place because oh, they know they know oh, how to handle their club their club oh. right. Yeah, are you? Do you get to beat the line? Do you have a VIP card? Yeah, yeah. I don't need. I don't need anything. I can just show up and. Oh, you just walk you know, in, just like uh, you did it. Walk right in. Yes, I'd like you to tell the story how we all met. No, I'm not talking about you. No, no, how we all met. I had, a, I had a stripper come on a past podcast that I did that worked at Spearmint Rhino Hyatt, and yeah. she let loose on, on some of the celebrities that goes on in the back room. And I, oh, I'm not yeah. going to say names. We're going to get her on this show again. But you're right. The clientele is very upscale, and there's a lot of back rooms at these strip clubs, and that's what I like to talk about, you know. You can sit yes. that hit like the bottom bing and throw dollar bills and girls g strings, um, Jimmy Garoppolo. But um, you know, <laughs> yeah, the back, yeah, the back yeah. room is where it goes on. So there's there um, there's mul there's multiple layers of uh, VIP uh, at, at most of the clubs, but you know the Rhino can separate half the club off 
if they're a celebrity, if there's going to be a celebrity presence there, they can, you know, really separate off sections of the club. So the celebrities can, you know, be themselves, but still be in a club environment to have their own separate DJ in their room. Uh, it's, it's a totally um, high end experience for the, for the celebs that do come in there. If they ever need help, do you uh, volunteer your help? Security yeah. wise? Bouncing yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. The Hebrew hammers there in case any oh, trouble, uh, it, any any trouble breaks out. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> intimidated by that picture. Yeah. I'm, I'm an intimidating force. <laughs> How did we meet back in the day? How did we meet all of us? The three of us. I was doing a we, show. I thought we met through Greg. Didn't we meet the, didn't we meet, didn't Greg introduce us? I, I thought Greg introduced us. My brother? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that, that, that we met at, we probably met at, at, at mom's saloon with fish. And then, and then I think no, he introduced us. No, that's pretty good. Sure. That's good. You've been drinking way too much. No, yeah. I, I remember somebody put us in touch. You were doing uh, the Lakers show and you were, I go, I was doing this show called the cocktail hour and right. I, and, uh, and I found the great Sam Perkins who decided that he would, uh, he would do it. I can't believe he did it. Yeah. It, all, it was amazing that he agreed to do it. I know. And uh, we kind of mapped it out and uh, it was a one day shoot and it, it's amazing how it came out. And uh, why don't you come out of retirement? Let's do it. It's it, there's a new name for it. It's called wingman. Now I've re uh, re-edited it and uh, I have a whole uh, treatment and I, I think it could work today. Don't you think I, what do you think? I have, I've always thought it would work all, uh, you know, throughout the years I've, I've known it would work and that would be something I'd consider coming out of retirement for. Really? Yeah. You think, you think fish would work on it too? I think he's too big for us now. So it's, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. He doesn't, he can't slum with us. <laughs> I have a good idea. The first show should be, Brad, remember how Sam Perkins came up from his sleep and Brad standing there? Yeah. <laughs> in a bed and have Brad standing there. Right? Yeah, yeah. That would be great if one stripper was on one side and then all of a sudden they go, "Who's this other guy under the covers?" And it's me. Right. Oh, a magic <laughs> hey, trick! Hey, what's going on here? No, I tell you, you know, hi, you're one of the good guys, man. You haven't changed since I met you. I'm trying to get rid of fish. Maybe you can help me. Maybe we can do it. You are getting rid of fish. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Worry, he's getting old. Stuff. He's getting old. So I'm done. Know, I'm out. Yeah. And, uh, I don't even know if he knows he's in his backyard with those glasses or that aquarium he's wearing on his face. But uh, yeah, well, uh, just take them off. Take them off one time. One time. One, take it off. Show is my glasses. People say, "Why did you make fun of your glasses every single show?" Get new material. <laughs> You're a I mean, I'm working the I'm working the aquarium into this. There he is. There he is. There See, he's he's too he's too handsome without the with the the glasses hey, on. I tell him tamp some down. I could see you. Hey, let's change gears a little bit. When I first met you in '86 or '87, like I said, you were a go getter, and then you were producing the Laker pregame show during some of their glory years. And Brad's favorite sport is basketball, and I think yeah. sometimes it's unwatchable right now. Every game's blowouts. The game wasn't yeah. like it was when you produced the Laker pregame show. And what's going on with Jam Morant right now, you have James Harden said he wants to go back to Houston. He's not – he doesn't uh, care about – hang on. He doesn't care about pursuing a ring. It's all about getting paid. Is the NBA high at the same game as it was when you produced the Laker pregame show? And is, is, it, is it salvageable? Uh, well, it's certainly not the same game. Uh, and, and a large part of the problem with basketball as a sport is the one-and-done rule that ruined college basketball. I haven't watched one minute of college basketball in 10 years. This was my 10th year that I marked it where I said, I can no longer watch this garbage that, that is college basketball. And I grew up in New York going to the Garden, seeing Ewing and Mullen, Pearl Washington, all those, you know, incredible Big East games. Then, you know, in L.A., going to UNLV games, not UCLA because I'm a USC guy. Um, so I think that's the biggest the biggest problem. Until they fix the college basketball rules uh, where guys can actually develop their game, 
like they're supposed to from 18 to 21, instead of coming into the league and wasting the resources of a professional team trying to develop kids that shouldn't even be there. I understand you want to get paid, and it's legitimate. But now you can get paid to play in college. They need to – these kids need to be smart enough to realize – I mean, if you look at um, – as a Nick fan, I was thrilled with, with our season despite the, the, the poor ending. Jalen Brunson played at Villanova. He got better and better and better. He, he won national championships. He played with other great players on his team. He played against great players. Then he gets to the pros and is a bench player, develops into a really good player. Now he's an all-star. I mean, that's how you develop as an NBA player. You can't expect a 19-year-old kid to come into the NBA and play with men. It's just not going to happen. Not everybody's LeBron. Not everybody's Kobe. Not everybody. Now we're, I'm going to date myself, Moses Malone. So I, I do think it is salvageable because there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent, but they don't develop the talent. And as far as, as, far as uh, you know, a guy like John Morant, if, if you remember back in, back in the 80s when the NBA nearly died as a league and David Stern came in, there were a ton of troubled kids playing in the NBA, troubled men playing in the NBA, and it almost brought the league down. David Stern came in and laid down the law, and basically they, they completely like uh, eviscerated the Phoenix Suns. If you, if you remember going back, I don't remember what year it was, like 1980 or something like that. Half the team was arrested for cocaine charges. I mean, th this, is, this is not a new problem. John Moran is a kid. He's a very talented player. He just surrounds himself with bad people. I've seen it in boxing uh, as well, where, you know, you get surrounded by the wrong people. And as we know in boxing, you know, so many boxers get taken advantage of. These kids make so much money, they, they, can't, they can screw up and still have tens of millions of dollars. So it's a matter of caring about your your legacy, it's about care, like James Harden doesn't care about his legacy. The guy's going to go down as the biggest loser in NBA history. I mean, I got a question. Wait, I got a question for you. We talk about John Morant. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're Adam Silver. W what do you do now? I'd say you suspend him for maybe a year. This is ridiculous. This is a guy. I don't know. This is a guy who went on national TV. I have problems. I've gone to see yeah. help. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, ten minutes later, he's got another gun in his hand, laughing and giggling, drunk in a car with two uh, undesirables. I mean, I could not believe what I was seeing. This guy is a Hall of Famer. What are you pissing your life away? Right? Yeah. And you know, yes. John, and you know trouble is around the corner. Something is going to happen with this guy. Right. Drug, drugs and alcohol don't mix. Exactly. And, and, it's and, so sad. You know, you can't, you can't, you know, and he's down there in Memphis outside of the, you know, the watchful eye of, of mainstream media, you know, sports media. And he, you know, it's a different, it's a different world down there. So mm -hmm. it's not like being in New York or LA or, you know, big markets like that. He could never get away with his behavior in these other markets. So, I, I think I don't think he should be suspended for for a year. I think the league needs to help him. It's their so job they, they, to, they help him. to help him the first time. What is no? What they, is didn't. They, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't try to help him. He claimed he helped try to help himself. Oh, obviously, yeah. it didn't. Obviously, it didn't work. So now the league has to step in. Okay. Yeah. Here's the problem. I listened to Stephen A. Smith, who I I really really respect about the NBA, and he said, until a kid like him can get away from the thugs. That hang yeah. around him, you yeah. know, yeah. and get rid yes. of his entourage. He will never change. And he goes, his thugs are more important than his legacy. And that's what you're probably talking about, Hyatt, with the boxers you've dealt with in the NBA in the 80s. And it's a shame because he is young. And sometimes young people, uh, we had a guy, uh, Raider fans knew a, a guy that was drafted Hyatt. Remember Jamarcus Russell? Oh, yeah, God. Guy. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. lot of hanger-ons, a lot of entourage, and it brought him down. And yeah. 
And you're that's a, that's absolutely product, what has to happen. You're a product of your environment. There's no question about it. And all these guys who have these hanger-ons, oh, come on, fish. I go back with you. You're going to get rid of me? Come on, man. Give me a job. Yeah, wash my car. Pay me 10 grand a week. You know, whatever. You know, these guys. They don't I give mean, a yeah. shit. They don't give a shit about John Moran. They, they don't care. Right. John Moran, he, he blows out his knee and he's done. You think any of these guys are going to get in the car and go party with John Moran? No. It's over. It's over. Well, I mean, you can look at the flip side of John Morant as, and, and look at LeBron James. Surrounds yeah. himself with the friends that he went to school with who were quality people. Right. They're still in his life. They're his business partners. They're his friends. So it's, you know, right. it's no, just no. a, ma it's a matter of who, who do you choose to be with? But you, but John, but LeBron James is a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He helps people. I don't know about John. I don't know. Help. I don't no, know enough about him. Yeah, right. I'm just telling. LeBron James is a stand-up guy. Trust. No, no, John Morant. I'm oh, saying. Oh, John I Morant. Know, I, don't, I, don't, no, I don't. know enough John about Morant him. John Morant might be a very nice man and a great, and he's an incredible basketball player. But the bottom line is, you're a product of your environment. You hang around with losers. You become a loser, right? That's and right. I can't wait to get off this show. But anyway, I... <laughs> there, there's a great, there's a great line. I was going to say there's a great line that my father uh, told me uh, that that uh, applies to the John Morant situation. It's better to be the tail of a lion than the head of a rat. Oh, I like that, Mr. Yeah, Hyatt, Doctor yeah. Hyatt, yeah. God, God, Godfather Hyatt with that one. I like that one. Yeah, that's a that's a very good. That's a very good. Your dad uh, had a lot of wisdom. Your dad had a lot of wisdom. I try and save every sport because when you're our age, you, you remember the, the heydays. In the NBA yeah. in 1985, when Magic and, and Bird and, and Jordan's coming in, the ratings when the NFL were equal, Brad and John. And now you see how the NFL's exploded and, and the NBA is you don't know what you don't know what to do with it. My problem with the NBA is this. And John and I had these conversations before. When, when the Tim Donahue situation happened about 20 years ago, and they admitted to fixing games, and you have David Stern on tape saying, these three guys will never fall out of a game. They have my – I saw the Netflix special and his voice. Magic uh, – I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Magic. It was Jordan. Kobe, Michael Jordan, and Shaq. I'm sorry. Kobe, Michael Jordan, and Shaq. You're fixing games. And now you got guys like James Harden says, I don't care about a ring. My concern with sports right now – I don't know if winning's that important with the money. What do you think, Hi, you being around it so long? Um, I, I think you have to have a certain mentality in the NBA uh, to, All want, sports. Yeah. to want it. And, and, and we're seeing that on display in the playoffs this year. Jimmy Butler, LeBron James, these guys want to win. Win. They have all the money. They, <laughs> they're not going to have to. They don't need money. Have, they're not going to have to worry about money. And they're older. And they and LeBron especially has played a ton of games and takes a pounding. He still wants to win. The bottom line is these certain guys are winners and other guys are losers. And if you don't have that fire to win, then you're you're just not you're just wasting your time and collecting a paycheck. James Harden has been a loser in every single important game in his career. He is a fraud. He was bailed out by refs for 10 years until they changed the rules. He's a, a nothing. He is a loser. And, you know, lots of guys can shoot. Okay. There's lots of guys that can score. George Gervin never won anything. He's 10 times the player that James Harden is. Yeah. He never won anything either. There's just, you know, some guys are winners and some guys are losers. And, that's just the way it is in sports in general, but particularly in basketball where one player can affect the team. Kind of kind of like football quarterbacks where, you know, a winning quarterback can take you take a, a lesser team further just because of his will. Well, let's talk about coaches for a second. I mean NBA coaches? Yeah, NBA coaches. Irrelevant. Doc Rivers. They're irrelevant. No, let me let me finish my point. Doc Rivers is a nice guy. He is one Great of guy. the worst I knew Doc coaches, in LA. one of the worst coaches in the history of the NBA. He loses every seventh game. He, I mean, it's the difference between Doc Rivers and a Steve Kerr. You know, you got to tweak. You got to change. 
Doc Rivers doesn't know how to do that. When there's two minutes left in the game, that two minutes is like 20 minutes. You guys know that, right? Doc Rivers never makes adjustments. And yesterday showed what happened. It was over. The adjustment that the adjustment that needed to be made was to not have James Harden on your team. And that's not up to Doc Rivers. Well, I don't blame the guy's a loser. He's a loser. As soon as he comes to your team, you guaranteed not to win. I mean, listen. How do you really feel about him? You really (laughs) why? He's the worst. Were you in a strip club with Harden at one time? No, never. Never. I'm sure he was probably there last night, but I didn't make it over. (laughs) You know what? Harden Harden's now dating her. That's why. That's exactly. You're That's all right. I'm okay with that. You're all right. I'm all right with that. Because you're just friends with Frosty. I am just friends. That's true. Look at that face. Never happened. It's never happened. We're just friends. Yeah. Sure. Sure. It's true. I would. I, I, I'm not. I'm, I can yeah. admit the truth. Nothing's ever happened. We're friends. I've known her for a long time. Okay, John, you are uh, that procrastinating guy. Was that the word? I don't know if that's you, – you, maybe I'm using the wrong word. Watch, who wins Who wins the NBA title, John? I mean, I've said – I said Boston before the season, and I've said they're the best team all season, so I'm going to stay with Boston. But, you know, at Denver, man, I, I, I mean, I love uh, – Yeah, I, I haven't uh, – to be honest, I haven't watched that. To me, the Western Conference was so poor – this year, I just couldn't watch the games. They were so – the play was so bad that I, I just, you know, I just couldn't watch the West. I usually do because I'll watch the Nick game early, and then I'll flip on, you know, whatever West Coast games are on. I just – it was tough to watch this year, man, really tough. So, I, I to be honest, I haven't seen that much of Denver, um, and I hope they win, even though I'm a former Laker fan. Um, I do hope Denver makes it to the finals, and I'd like to see Jokic uh, – you know, put to the test against a great team like the Celtics. Right. Before we get you out of here, um, can you give Brad, Brad's going to come to Vegas probably in August to, to do some stuff and hang out with Carrot Top. Um, yes. We should <laughs> yeah. bring Brad to a CT. What? CT. Carrot go. Top. CT. CT, baby. The best. <laughs> best show in Vegas, by the way. And the nicest guy, Scott Thompson, the best. Yes. So what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Yeah, wait, 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 I, yeah. I want you to get, we want, we have to get Brad in the back room with the Frosty or a Jezebel or a Lorelei or, you know, Tiffany, anyone who's or, or, yeah. or, 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 I, I will, I will pay felony for Brad. Or or well, Fe- felony, was, Brad. felony was my last girlfriend. That was her dancer name. Felony. felony. Oh, I know. Let's oh, Brad I know. Up. Let's, let me finish. Let's fix Brad up with Felony. Right? No, no, no. Fel- and I, want him to walk out of that, I, I want him to walk out of that back room like Hugh Hefner does with the robe and the cigar and that <laughs> smile like Bob used to have on the Enzyme commercials. That's what I'm going to give Brad for his birthday. Hi, you and I could set this up for him. Trust me. All right. Yeah, well, it would be it would be um, uh, better if we set it up at my friend's club in Manhattan, but that's, that's a whole other uh, story. I oh. just want to meet one of your friends. That's all I want to meet. Yeah. All right. Friend. I have a lot of friends. Yeah, thanks for do. doing this man thanks for coming on today yeah sorry i couldn't uh, get my camera to work but uh yeah. that pic- that picture is way better looking than the actual thing yeah you know what i have a second thought about this whole thing with setting me up with one of uh Hyatt's <laughs> i don't even know if i want my pp to be anywhere near where his pp was that's you, wait wait, wait. Live on. His pee-pee, you know? yeah i have th- i have I'm... a smaller pp than I... hyatt I have I have a very small collection of lady friends. There's plenty of girls in there that my PP is never going to be near. Oh, oh, yes. Are you like the Doctor Drew of the Spirit Rhino? They come to you and tell you their story. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. You you, you, I said I'm at the end. I'm at the end of the bar. Oh, by the by the back VIP entrance. Okay. They know where to find me, and <laughs> and yes, they, they need my counsel. Right, they, they can come uh, and find me at the at the at the end of the bar. He's like he's like Tim Robbins and Shawshank Redemption. You know, they come and do their taxes. Hey, uh, yeah. John, he said, hey, John, I got a problem with my four hundred one k plan. Can you help me? Well, let's move a couple of fidelities here and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, John. John before we go, why don't we let's get the band back together? Let's let's. Do another. Let's do wingman. Let's get a, a basketball. Let's get somebody, 
anybody, you got a boxer, let's do it, man. Come out of retirement because what are you doing? You're doing nothing. What do you sleep till about two? And then and I was call- up at I was up at eight o'clock this morning for this podcast, and I still couldn't get the camera to work. <laughs> and you want and you want him doing a wingman? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's why I have that's why I have other people that do the filming. All right, man. Well, let's talk about it. I know your your prices. You know, you got, you got the big ticket, but we like yeah, to bring yeah, you yeah. in and uh, and do it because you know it's better the second time around, right, buddy? Yeah, that it was that was a great that was one of my favorite experiences that I've had in television, uh, and it was all we all did it on our own. We had no money. Yep. We had, we called in a lot of favors yep. and, and considering the time that we did that, what we did was like nothing that had been on TV before. And a lot of people, many, many years later kind of took little bits and pieces of what we were doing a decade or more before that. So I was, I'm, I'm still very proud of that, of that piece of work. Too bad uh, Fox didn't buy it from us. I know, but you know what? We can do it. There's a lot of outlets out there now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Know. There's 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 plenty of outlets. So you get I mean, get uh, get in the gym and start training. Tra- yeah, I will. In and Out Burger. What else? Uh, uh, Dairy Queen. Yeah, those gyms. Yeah. I'm really good though. Yeah. Hey John, this has been Thanks, so buddy. much fun. Fish yeah, great. It was great. I, I can't believe you got him to do it. I mean, yeah. I'm, well, I'm a tough. I'm a tough get. Yeah, you know why he, you know why his camera wasn't working, and we we'll let him go. He's yeah. a busy man. He's got two girls next to him. He's in his bed right now, and there's two girls, one on one arm. One yeah. on nope. Yeah, I just got I, I I just got bullshit. my I got my boy Jamie, uh, my dog, sitting next to me, uh, uh. Sl- sleeping away because he's bored by my usual BS. <laughs> like a bitch. Know this kid longer than you do. Bullshit. On that. Nope. On that. Uh, wait, wait, no girl, no girls. No girls at the house. I got one thing to say. Hi, and I love you. But remember one thing. In about 10 years, a girl or a boy will knock, uh, tap you on the shoulder and go, Daddy, be careful. Be careful out there. Is he still there? Oh, I guess he's, oh, he's gone. He's gone. Wow, that was fun. Yeah, well, that was, that was new. That was, that was great. No. Um, Listen, uh, hi, it's great. You know, He'll talk about anything and anybody. You know, he sits at the end of the bar near the VIP, the entrance. <laughs> you know what's interesting is he just got hired as a publicist for James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, how do you really feel, John, about James Harden? I mean, oh my you know, he was great. You used to see this kid, uh, this guy, no more kid. This guy used to walk into mom's saloon. I want to talk, and he wears Lakers press pass, right? Right. And, you know, he's, Cute, cute guy, little short guy like Michael J. Fox, and he walk up to girls and he they go, "What is that? That's my Laker press pass. I know where Magic Johnson is right now." He's at a, and he, he would take get him in the car. He go to private clubs, just tremendously aggressive. I like that, and he is. You walk into any strip club in this town, he is the uh, the Hugh Hefner. They all know him. He's all comped everywhere he goes. And wow, he'll yeah. If you want, if you want any advice on strip clubs. That's the guy. But look at that pass. Produce a Laker pregame show. I've watched his boxing show. Very informative. I mean, I it, it's big here in Vegas. So, look, he's a dying breed. Boxing is not as big here, Brad, yeah. as the UFC is right now. The UFC is right. blowing up. Dana White is based out of Las Vegas. Yeah. So, he's got a tough competition, yeah. but he's doing it. Real quick, before we talk about Chuck's Tavern, where I work, and Johnny Cocktail's Entertainment, which is going to get Wingman on, Give me, I want to act again. I'm in. I told you we're going to get you a part. Yeah, well, you're gonna play yeah, a, what I do? Big stretch. I already oh, got. Part, we already wrote it. You're gonna play. A, you're gonna play a bartender. No, I'm not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work the camera because Hyatt can't. Anyways, um, <laughs> I've, had, I've had a few people send in their headshots to us that are friends of the show and said we want us. We want. Ronnie and I want to know what you look like. All right, so look at this guy. That's glasses head. Isn't that great? <laughs> oh my god! We talk about my glasses. Look at his. <laughs> Gee, look at that guy. That I, I love it. His buddies put the eyeballs there. Oh, that's funny. That is really funny. They shaved we him. Had of, we, we had one of Brad's ex-grippers, ex-girlfriends. Her name is Cross-Eyed. Look at that one. Wow. Oh, we come on. We dated for uh, 10 years. She's gorgeous. Yeah, Misunderstood, well, but gorgeous. Man, look at that. Ooh. Here's a guy that does our IT. By the way, Hyatt, you should hire this guy. This is called Scrunchy Mouth. Big fan of the show. Loves it when Brad makes fun of my glasses. Look at this kid. Oh, yeah. 
Brad Pitt move over. Clooney is the <laughs> new sheriff in town. I bet that guy gets a lot. I, got, I bet that guy gets a lot of tail. You know, he probably does. You know, what? you know what's interesting about that? I talked to a lot of girls. Girls don't don't measure looks like we do. We look when a girl looks at a man, it's yeah. more what's inside the head and how big the little head is. So you're done. So they, they, they want to uh, they they want to laugh. Laughter is it goes far. I'm telling you, you're a funny guy. We even have politicians. I cannot believe this guy. And and look at this. He even wanted to go a little old school, a little new school, a little retro for us. Yeah. Look at President Bush. All right. Take that <laughs> out the oh, he looks good. Yeah, Man, he looks great. Maybe if he and did, oh, if he did that look, he would have been a better president. Right. So here's the deal. People say, "What do you? What did you? When you and Grunny met 30 years ago, did you guys hang out together?" I said, "Yes, we did." This is Grunny and I hanging out together, all right, at a Dodger game. <laughs> Am I on the right or on the left? Oh, you're the bigger one. <laughs> I'm the bigger monkey. Uh, I love monkeys. They're so sweet. Look at those teeth. Good teeth. They must have a good orthodontist. Okay. Now, you heard the rumors real quick. It's not a rumor. Tom Brady, and I'm very excited about it, has bought into the Raiders, all right? He's, he's going to be a consultant, more of a buying into being consigliere, right, Brad? And it gives Mark Davis credibility because whether you like Tom Brady or not, He's still the face of the NFL with the wins, and he's just everywhere he goes. Go to a sport that needs no attention. So they did some CGI. Whether what if Davis looked like Brady and Brady looked like Davis? Mark Davis loves chicken wings and hangs out at Hooters. This is Brady looking like Mark Davis. (laughs) (laughs) And he's wearing your turtleneck. Oh my goodness, he borrowed your turtleneck. Oh, that's funny. Well, Here's that, the owner of the Raiders, yeah. Davis. Love you very much. Looking like Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Look at the chalk under the eyes. I love it. That's funny. What do you think? The Raiders, can they do anything with Garofalo? What do you think? Do you think so? Yeah, absolutely. I'm hearing great things. He's, he's out there uh, at a park in Southern Highlands. I'm not supposed to say where it is. Gary Goat Park. And he's out there throwing the ball with some of the receivers. And All right. The, the, he's humble. He goes out. One thing to ask one of the receivers is, what's different between Jimmy G and Derek Carr? And he goes, Jimmy G curses. <laughs> oh, good. Nothing wrong with not cursing. You know, Derek Carr's a, uh, uh, you know, he's a, he's a uh, heavy into Christianity. Not Christianity. Nothing wrong with, no. with uh, not cursing. But I want a guy when he says something and he fucks up and says shit instead of oh boy, oh jolly, gosh darn, you know. Sure. But. There's a lot of Gomer piles in this league that have led teams to championships, you know, um, and and had success. So, I, I I I'm always positive when it comes to my foot to my sports teams until they actually play the game, just like you are. You know, you're positive about your sports teams, and then the games let you know what their destiny is going to be. Sure. What about uh, where? Come on, let's give a plug to Shucks Tavern. I mean, come on, man, this is the place to be in Vegas. Good food. Good staff, good people, great sports, great gaming. You do it all. Great owners. How did they hire you? I, I don't. You walked in. Why? I, I know you worked at the meat market. Everyone that everyone that works there. I got four girls that work there. Okay. Yeah. I'm not about to mention their name, but they're all terrific people. They're mm-hmm. all mothers. Some single uh-huh. moms. Some in relationships. And they're all terrific, strong people. I talked about Josh and Jeremy last week, the father-son show that runs a joint. And you got yeah. my graveyard brothers and Michael and Chris. You need a clown behind the bar. They're all great in their personalities. I'm the loose cannon moron. So I, I get all the idiots that they don't want to deal with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but no, it, it, it's a great establishment. It allows me to do the podcast. And I'm going to promote them. Why not? If I have a, if I have a I vehicle. Hope they, I hope you will. I mean, so we got many great bars in our neighborhood. I'm not mentioning names. They're all great bars. And a lot of these bartenders, a lot of people that have met that have, we put on the comments are bartenders mm-hmm. in, in my neighborhood. So it's a close knit. Vegas is a close knit in your neighborhood. But what I dig about Chuck's is the family like atmosphere with the customers and the people I work with. Great food. Great people. I, I've been there a couple of times. I always have a good time. So uh, best that's seafood, right. true. Casey well, Evans. Uh, uh, Casey, that's his beautiful girlfriend, Jade. They work at a bar literally within walking distance. Oh, they yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me because Casey got that girl? Yeah, Casey got that girl. Casey looks like 
Casey looks like the lead singer younger back in the day of Blink 182. You know, that skinny, good looking kid tatted up. You know, he's a bad boy. She's the she's like the, the, the cheerleader. She's beautiful. Oh my his god. Girlfriend, his girlfriend, um, her name is Jade. What's it called? Never seen her not smiling. But these are this is my competition. And it's like I said, I'll say he'll he'll call me and say, Fish, I just threw some idiot out and, and describe him to me. I'll do the same to him. That's what we do. Because you know, we were twenty oh, because they're gonna come over to your bar and vice versa. I see. Yeah. No, he's a good guy, big sports fan, big basketball guy. We're, they're gonna be on our podcast. Because I want to talk yeah. to them about the dynamic of a couple working in a bar, you know. Because God, trust me, girls are hitting on him, sure. and guys are hitting on him. Oh, so they work together. She they work together. They oh, work together. Oh, oh, you guys, you guys, you don't no. think guys are hitting on her? Are you kidding me? You of know, girls, I see the guys hitting on our girls. It's, it's just the, the flirting. Flirting is a natural. If you want to be a bartender, you right. have to flirt. Okay. Right. If you don't, it's not going to help. So, great guy. Who's this guy? Entertaining. That's John Hyatt. I bring all my girls to. Oh, that's isn't that nice? That's nice, John. Go, John, go back to sleep with your dog. Thank you. But uh, no, good times, man. Good times. Show number eleven. Is this number eleven? Number eleven, buddy. I can't believe this. Are we? Should we do a podcast from uh, Shucks one time? What do you think? Uh, you come on in, yeah. Love to. Well, in August, I'm making my. You know what we're doing? Let, let's tell our audience. I'll be there. Shaking hands, telling jokes, all that stuff at uh, Shucks. But we're going to see the great Tony Orlando. And I'm taking you as my guest with your beautiful wife to the South Point, And we are going to have a good time. Maybe you'll buy dinner. But I'll you know, buy dinner. I'll buy dinner. But, you know, we this is our 11th show. And, uh, you know, to Tony Orlando was so inspirational to our fan base and yeah. to me. That yeah. you could be that, have that much energy. He's got to be in his late 70s, right? And what yeah. he does, when I found out that what he does for the military, how can I have a special place in your heart? You know, and look at his kid. His kid is a great, we just had his girlfriend on. How It's only because of Tony Orlando that John got that girl. <laughs> <laughs> of course, John uses his dad to get where he needs to go. No, John's such a talented guy. But yeah. you're right. No, no, Tony Orlando gets it, man. There are some people that don't get it. He does. He knows how blessed he is. You know, making it in life has a lot to do with luck. It really does. You can have all the talent in the world. I know so many talented actors and comedians. Nothing. Nothing. You've got to be a good person. Good things happen to good people. And maybe that'll shine on you one day, uh, there, Fish. Let but, me ask uh, you a question. Please. How was your, uh, and we want to wish a happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, how was your, did you have a, did, what did you do? Did you have a? Uh, did you have a dinner? Yeah, my brothers had a, had a great time. Had a great yeah. time. I yeah, it was really nice. My brother had uh, the family over, and I saw my nephews. My mom had a great time with all their grandkids, and we laughed. We told stories, and uh, it was really fun. It's it's always good to be with family, whenever, but especially you know saying thank you uh, to your mother and all the sacrifices she made and all the good stuff. Like your mom, your mom was one of the best. She's so sweet. That punam, that picture you showed me of her. Oh man. Oh man. But she's Let me ask you this. when sorry? you, when you have it, when you have, you know, you're the caretaker of your parents. We all know that Jerry and Sandy, and you got a beautiful uh, sister, Tiffany and your other, and your brother, Greg. Yeah. When you have it at one of their houses, is there a special menu that you have? Do you guys keep kosher? Do they, no. Order for themselves and then order Taco Bell for you because they know you'll be hungry. How does it work? <laughs> I, you know, they, they both put out great spreads. My sister, amazing. Uh, my brother's a great uh, cook. I mean, oh, man. He makes his uh, famous uh, scrambled eggs and onions for my dad. And oh, uh, oh so good. And it was great. Oh. And it was and it was Elizabeth, my uh, uh, sister-in-law's birthday the day before. So we sang happy birthday to her, too. And it was just a good time. Let, let me let me let me ask you this. You, you, your brother made scrambled eggs and onions. You know when you I remember going to delis in L.A. and Cantor's has the best. You ever had lox eggs and onions? It's uh, so it's good. Uh, it's really good. Yeah, it's really. What's the best deli in Vegas? Oh wait, there you. Um, the best deli in Vegas. Yeah, I like the Bagel Cafe. I'll take you there. It's off of uh, it's, it's a little south of me, off Buffalo and Westcliff. I know the owner. Um, but. That's my favorite. There's not a lot. There's not, There's not a lot, a lot of. Deli. I know. 
I know that's no. right here. I've been there. I've been to a couple, but the Bagel Cafe. Okay, look at that. I just said it. Casey, yeah, Casey, Casey, why are you? Why is Casey listening or watching our podcast? Get a life. Go take your girlfriend out. She, hey, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna replace you with Casey. I'll get all the Blink 182 fans. I'll get I a whole like graphic. I'll get all the the kids of 90s bands watching stuff like that. This is this is so much fun. Every Monday we start the week off right. And I'm working on some other, oh, pastries for, ooh, pastries for days, Casey. Don't say that, Casey. <laughs> Casey, don't say that around me, buddy. <laughs> oh, man, this has been so much fun. So uh, what does the rest of the day have for uh, planned for I'm the, going the to, uh, I have to run down. You, when you work in this business, you have to get a health card, uh, a, 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 a total alcohol management card. I got to take care of a few cards that I have to get so I can keep working. You have to have, and you have to have a sheriff's card. It's funny. We're Sin City, right? And I can, uh, and, and, but you need like cards to bartend. In LA, if I wanted to hire Brad Grumberg, I could hire you and you yeah. can work that night or go to, go in and work. But in here, you have to have a certain amount of cards to work. So I got to take care of some, uh, some, some business. How is Vegas right now? Is the summer's usually slow or what, when's the busiest time in Vegas usually? Uh, it, it depends what that's, what's going on in that strip. And I'll tell you that, that stadium, Allegiance, I just read an article. Review Journal, how much the billions of dollars that the Raiders Stadium has brought in for hosting different events. Wow. You know, uh, I never knew what BTS was. It's a Korean boy band. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of them. They're I cool. never knew who they were, Brad. You know? oh. Sold out four nights in a row at Allegiance. So when people say to me, your fucking Raiders move to town and they're fans. And I said, wait a minute. The Raiders yeah. play eight or nine games at home, but there's 60 other events. We have soccer yeah. matches with the Pac-12 championship. The Super Bowl's coming this year. And, That's and what I want to get you yeah. out of here. Yeah. Isn't the Oakland A's? Aren't they going to? Uh, Oakland A's have just brought you're coming to town, right? From the Legion. If and you would have told me the basketball team, you're getting Seattle. I heard Seattle SuperSonics is moving to town. Well, uh, that, no, that we we'll get an expand. Seattle's now Oklahoma. I mean, oh, okay, but I but I but heard that happens, that franchise wants to this, is, this happens to his brain. When you put pastries on there, Casey, oh my he God. thinks Seattle's Casey, still Stop playing. it, man! Stop it. Your girlfriend and pastries. Stop it. I can't take it anymore. Oh, yeah, my like, goodness. <laughs> like Jade. No, Jade doesn't work experiment right now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Good I want to thank I want to thank the great John Hyatt because he told great stories. And let's get let's do this wingman. I'll, I'll we'll do it in Vegas. Let's get an athlete. Let's get somebody. And I think we got to do this because it's time, you know, and uh, it's, well, when do we do that? Well, I was, I was in the pilot. Now, you I were. A, you played a great Coley's character. I can even tell, and, and you filmed all the interiors of the bar at Mom's Saloon. Yeah, yeah. But I could tell back then because I was there for the entire shoot. And I'm, I, and this is not a promo for it. It was such a great concept. And I showed the entire thing to my wife. I was with Vicky back then. And she goes, oh, my God. She goes, what's this going to be on? But that's it. You said earlier in the podcast, luck. Luck is everything. You could be a great person. How, Brad, let me ask you this. How many great uh, – uh, this is a great question for you. How many great comedians and actors you know that have never made it and they're wow. talented? They just weren't in the right place at the right time. And there's a lot of bad comedians and bad people that have made it. And that happens too. You know, there's a book that was written, Why Do uh, Bad Things Happen to Good People? You know, it's just part of life. But, uh, no, I, I think, you know – I'm, I'm a late bloomer in a lot of ways. I'm in kind of the home stretch of my career and I'm ready, man. No, you're not. Stop. I'm ready you to go. With it. Listen, on. when I get a new, uh, new uh, co-host to my uh, podcast, I'll be just fine. Hey, I mean, yeah. if, if this podcast gets wingman going again, yeah. all I care about is the executive producer money, man. I don't care what <laughs> I look. I, I, will, I, will, I will go I like this all the way. I'll walk around. Oh, man. That executive producer money will be me and Hyatt. I don't, we'll put you as a PA. You'll be a PA. You'll be great. Um, be this has been show number 11 in the books. Thank you, Fish. This is so much fun every week. I really thank you for uh, coming to me weeks ago and saying, hey, want to do a want to do a podcast with me? And I said, uh, let me talk to my agent. He said, no, stay away from that guy. But I made the right decision. Chemistry. And, we got yeah. 30 seconds. We're two guys talking in a bar. That's and it. I like John Hyatt on. That's a, a big time boxing producer right now. And you never knew that he has this love of strip clubs. And he does. Oh, man. You know? And when you walk in there, he'll tell you everything about, see her over there? Yeah. She, she's in dental school. And the girl's going to I'm like, what? <laughs> exactly. 
Well, I want to I want to hang out with Hyatt and I want to hang out with you. We'll do you it will. in August or sooner. But get us uh, out of here. Thank yeah, you so much. Number 11, Fat Fish. I'm Brad Grunny Grunberg, a.k.a. Snacks. And that's Eric the Fish Schneider. We'll see you next time on Fat Fish.